Broadcast standards over here won't let us do the bit where a piggy jumps into a vat of chocolate pudding. The network has concerns that the child might jump into a vat of pudding at home and drown. Who has a vat of pudding at home? You know America struggles with portion size. <sighs> Sorry, Gonzo. Oh, um, hey, Kermit? Yeah? Uh, there's a lecture on astral projection next Friday. Oh, oh, so you want the day off? No, I'll be here. I just wanted you to know that I'll be there, too. Hey, Sam. Hmm. So, uh, anything else? Hello? Did you hear that? Janice just said, hey, Sam. <laughs> now, that could mean one of two things. Hello to you, my colleague Sam. Or, the more obvious... I've loved you for a million lifetimes. <sighs> when the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern and let's talk Muppets. Hello and welcome to Ralph's Tavern. On the menu today, we've got Phone a Friend, Correcting Kim, and more. Today's house special is Pig Out, the fourth episode of The Muppets on ABC. Joining us this week is Steve Swanson from The Muppet Cast, with a guest appearance by listener John Edward Genius. And now, here's your host, J.D. Hansel. Hey, there's that part of the show I forgot to record for the last episode, and this time it was done by the management of MuppetHub.com, the, the voice that Steve really likes. Huh. Well, anyway, I'm J.D. Hansel, and here we are in Ralph's Tavern for the fourth episode of Let's Talk Muppets, the Muppet Review Podcast. And wow, what a fun time we're going to have reviewing this episode of the Muppets. Don't you think so, Steve Swanson from MuppetCast.com? I think this is going to be so much fun. I'm excited. This was the best episode so far. Um, hi, by the way, J.D. Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. What just happened? I'm very confused. By the way... See how quickly that can happen. We're already derailed. <laughs> yeah, sort of like episode three of The Muppets. But, <sighs> yeah, by the way, for you listeners at home who don't know, Steve is the guy who made me do the management of MuppetHub.com voice for that, that intro you heard earlier. And Steve is going to be joining me as the main commentator for this episode, and we're going to jump right into first impressions in just a second, but I should also mention that later on, we're going to hear a bit from one of our listeners. Did you know this, Steve? I think you may have alluded to this, but I, I really don't know what's going on here. No, explain this. Okay, well, I've started a new segment for the show called Phone a Friend, in which we have a listener on, and we talk Muppets with the listener. That sounds awesome. And so uh, you guys are going to get to hear that later on when I play that pre-recorded uh, phone conversation. So that Do I get to talk to the friend too? No, because we already recorded it without you. Oh. It was kind of a oh. timing thing because the listener that we've had on is a guy named John Edward Genius from Norway. And that's a big time difference, so there was a bit of a scheduling problem. But uh, mm. when this podcast mm. comes out, which should be very soon... You'll get to hear that, and I think you'll like it. We had a fun time. See, what, what I'm hearing is th this friend may not be real, is what I'm gathering. Do, do you have a girlfriend, J.D.? Does she live in Canada? Anyway, moving right along. Let's get my notes organized so that next time when I say moving right along, I can actually move we right along. We can actually move right along. Yeah. Yes, that'd be right. useful. Yeah, yeah. Move right along after these brief messages. Um, let's do first impressions. 
Okay. Ah, 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 ah. That's my first impression. You go. Uh, hi-ho there, Kermit the Frog here for the uh, standard impression that I always go for because, well, it's harder to think of anybody else to do. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. What's your second impression, Steve? <laughs> and mine is something like, um... <laughs> I like mine better. I like yours better, too. You actually do the better Ernie laugh. I've been working on that for a long, long time. Now sing Rubber Ducky in Ernie's voice. Rubber Ducky, you're the one. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. Let's talk about this episode of The Muppets. Uh, <laughs> what is, I've got a pretty good Ernie up my sleeve. Uh, huh, sure. But for this episode, we it was called Pig Out. And this was, I, I think I agree with you that this was probably their best thus far because it was so much fun. It just felt good. Right. Yeah, it just felt good. It just felt right. This is an episode in which... I got the sense that it wasn't really very plot-focused, and it didn't feel like there needed to be all that much of a plot. Like, there yeah. was plot there, but you you kind of got the sense that for this episode, we're just going to watch the Muppets just go. Just have a That's fun it. time. Yep. And anything could happen, and it certainly did. Now I'm thinking of the Dog City opening. Were you thinking uh. of that too, or is that just me? That was that one's just you right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, just one person. Like I always say. Yep. That's your slogan. Uh, yeah. Wow. What a slogan to have. If just one person yeah. believes in you, you must not have many friends. That's true. A message from MuppetHub.com. Is that uh, it for uh, Is that it for our first impressions? Um. Yeah. Let's Let's go with that. Okay. Wow. That isn't much. What about a third impression? Hmm. Um. No, let's just keep it there. Oh, okay. Fine. Way to cut the fun short. Sorry, is this where fun comes to get murdered, Steve? <laughs> no, see, I didn't yes and you. I pulled the JD there. You did. You did indeed. <laughs> Man, I shouldn't have responded to what you just said. That would have been way no. funnier. Ah, uh, it's okay. Uh, oh, well. Hey, it's time for another one of our segments that we do all the time, because I love it. It's called Correcting Kim. <clears throat> Steve. Yes. Um, aren't you going to do your big uh, echoey voice thing? What, uh, yeah. wait, what, are you, what are you talking about? Well, you know, I, I give the name of the segment, and then you repeat the name of the segment in this loud, booming voice that that serves as an intro you know what i mean that uh that that, that, that doesn't sound like me at all oh maybe it was I, some I'm, other guy okay I, i'm i i don't know i i thought you had intros for these different segments i have this. intros for some of them but for some of them oh, i was okay. just lazy and played what you did but you know what it doesn't matter uh oh, okay. from, from now right. on the intro for correcting kim is going to be this sound Okay. All, All right. right. That'll do. I, yeah. I don't know what it is yet because it's added in post, but, you know, it'll probably be fun, whatever it is. No, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I especially liked the ending. So, in this story synopsis from ABC.com that we're going to rip apart, we start off like this. While doing his warm-up act, Fozzie Bear accidentally shoots Statler in the head while brandishing a loaded t-shirt rifle. Right off wait, the bat. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm? Did he shoot him in the head 
while also holding a t-shirt gun or did he shoot him in the head with the t-shirt gun? That's a very big distinction there. Uh, it says while brandishing a loaded t-shirt rifle and oh, brandishing. Okay. I'm too lazy to look up the definition of brandishing. But you know, I'm okay. pretty sure with the way this is written, you could make the case that Statler was brandishing a loaded t-shirt rifle when he got <laughs> shot by Fozzie in the head. You know, anything is possible. <laughs> it is. And I think I have some notes just on that right from the start. We open with Statler and Waldorf heckling. And this is in my view pretty decent Statler and Waldorf heckling. I've had to heard uh, bleh, had to heard I've had to hear some Statler and Waldorf heckling in my day. That was not very impressive. It was not very well written, and it was worse than the jokes that Fozzie made. And that's always a bummer. That's not the mm-hmm. way it's supposed to work. No, it's that, that's the point of Statler and Waldorf, is they're supposed to be able to one-up what they're seeing on stage, right? Right. So yes. this time, I think it worked right from the start. Absolutely did, yes. Now... I loved how we're all so used to the kind of joke in which someone shoots himself in the face that it totally surprised me when Fozzie shot Statler. Like, I was totally waiting to see Fozzie shoot himself in the eye. I really thought that's what was going to happen. Well, and Statler and Waldorf were used in their proper context here as sort of the narrative for us, the audience, where Fozzie is looking at this thing, you know, eyes in the barrel and Statler and Waldorf are both saying, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what happens next. Cause I was thinking that too. I was very, I was absolutely ready to watch Fozzie shoot himself in the face and for that to be funny. Oh, and then they turn around. Son of a, Oh, well, well, no, it uh, it would just wait. It was even funnier when he shot an elder person in the face. So there you have no heart, no soul. Oh, but boy. I have, but I have a nose. A nose can smell, right? A nose can smell. But what a chin does, I just can't I tell. Can't tell. Why do we do this, Steve? Uh, I don't know. That was one fine reference there. It what? Oh, come on, <laughs> boy! You really hold on to things for quite some time. I are do. you are you still looking up rhymes for house and mouse? Nope, nope. We're off that. Oh, good. Oh, good. Did, have you heard the last episode of Let's Talk Muppets yet? I was a little late in releasing it. I haven't gotten a, no, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it uh, oh, again. You're missing out. I, I've got the YouTube version uploading as we speak. That, oh, good. That one good. took a while. So if you want to yeah. listen to it that way, you can. Um, cool. Oh, I remember what I wanted to say. With Statler, he was really the one who was saying that he was anxious to see Fozzie shoot himself in the face. It was Statler who had that line which made the irony work best when Statler was the one who got shot. Yes. But it was still really funny to see how Waldorf was just focused on the t-shirt. And then later in the episode, <laughs> yeah. we see Waldorf wearing the t-shirt. Yes, that was so great. Uh, which I think was a bit too big for him. I'm pretty sure it was covering most of his arms, as you'd expect. And yeah, to wear a t-shirt over a suit. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a big shirt there. Now, yeah. Did you notice in the background of Fozzie's first interview that the Swedish chef seems to lick a donut or something, and then he puts it back on the tray? Uh, No, I didn't notice that, but I'll have to watch back and see that. See, this is why you watch multiple times. How many times have you watched this episode, Steve? Well, okay, now, I will admit, this was a light week. I only saw it a couple times uh, because I was otherwise occupied on Tuesday night. What's a couple? 
A cup, like, as in two. As in two. Yes. Some people use that term very loosely to mean two or three. No, no. It's been it's been a busy week for me, so I haven't... I, I love the heck out of this episode. I'm glad we get to talk about it now, but I haven't watched it as many times yet as I've watched uh, the other ones. Well, did you notice... I mean, it's amazing how we're still talking about the first couple of minutes of this, but oh, I know. Um, Uncle Deadly seemed to be wearing a sewing kit of some sort that had the little ball that you put sewing needles in attached to it. <laughs> like the little tomato? Yes. He had the little tomato on a <laughs> sling tomato. of some sort going over his shoulder. Uh, okay. All right. I-, I love the little details like that. Little details I, are my jam. I love everything about Uncle Deadly in this entire series I, so far. I hope he gets like, his own It's episode. not the character I would ever expect them to give him just because of the way he looks. <laughs> yeah. But... He's doing so well with it. I love it. It works great. I mean, you got to you gotta hand it to Matt Vogel. You really do. Oh, totally. That guy is a rock star. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Waldorf's line, they're pretty loosey-goosey with the meds there. Mm-hmm. I love how a kid wouldn't get that at all, but to me, gosh, that's fun. Yep. Yep. So, anyway... Uh, on the bright side, Waldorf went home with a brand new T-shirt. In other news, yes, Sam Eagle's crush on Janice frequently leaves him with an open jaw and delusions that she is also enamored with him. Holy oh crap! Oh my Sam gosh! Eagle. I know. I watched that. I watched that line happening, and I thought, "Oh my god! Oh my god! That's amazing! Yes!" I know, right? I was so. What's a good word for this? Flabbergasted. Yes. Oh, man. I was... It was just like everything. It was like, oh, yes. Oh, please do this. Please say this is a thing this week. This is now canon. Sam yes. has... Sam oh, Eagle, man. of all people, has a crush on Janice, of all people. That's canon now. Holy... We all we all mm. want the things we can't have. Holy hurdy Sam dirty. can never be a free spirit, so he wants the free spirit, I guess. I don't know. That, I think it Sam was, just wants a free country. Oh man, it was so funny. Yeah. And just completely I mean completely took me off guard. Yeah. To, uh, that, well, that was the thing I really liked it, uh, as about especially the first half of this episode. So many things took me off guard and I loved how they did all of it. Yeah, this episode really just kept throwing me. Mm-hmm. Like you're never re- quite ready for what's to come. Yeah. Uh and Part of that comes from the fact that the trailer that I saw for this episode a couple of times was just focused on karaoke in the bar. So, well, yeah, that was th- this episode was really all about the Muppets just being able to kick back and have fun. And, and there wasn't a whole lot of story. And you can't do an episode like this every single week. And I understand that. But it w- after a few weeks of a lot of setup, uh, trying to pack a lot of story into things, with the exception of last week, I guess, if you really think about it but you, you can't have this kind of kickback episode every week but i'm so glad we got one kind of early on just to it, it was almost a little bit reassuring like yep these are still the muppets they still know how to have fun in fact here they are doing all sorts of fun things isn't this just great for all of us yes it is so i, I jumped ahead a little bit there i i guess but but yes yeah, sam and janice totally love that so is that does that need to become a thing now? Like Samus? No, no, no it doesn't. No, it no. does not. We don't need no. to campaign for Sam and Janice to get together. 
no, no, we don't. No, no. Because we're, we're never going to see that again, I don't think. That was just a this week thing. Really? And I'm okay with that. I, I really think so. Yep. Okay. Someone explain to me why it was that Nick Offerman had a thing for Janice last week. This week, Janice it's Sam like, Eagle. Yeah. Next week, is it going to be Beaker? And then Animal? And then Pepe? And then the Swedish Chef? And then Miss Piggy because gender is fluid? I mean, oh, is it just going to keep going stop, and going stop. and going? Oh, gosh. Ooh. Miss Piggy discovers that the crew frequents Ralph's Tavern for drinks after the show. She, How does she know who Ralph is? She's forgotten everyone else, but she remembers Ralph? Or maybe she's just mad that, that the crew goes out and has fun without her. I don't... Maybe that that's probably it. Are you, have you watched this episode, Steve? A couple times. Okay, making sure. The thing is, I don't think Miss Piggy ever says Ralph's Tavern. Okay. Or if she does, to her, it's just the name of the place. That's, yeah, Like, sure. I'm sure to a lot of people, Hooper's store is just Hooper's store, and they don't think of Mr. Hooper if they're not familiar with classic Sesame Street. I know and that's we a, don't need to be friends with any of those people. This is true. You... <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of how funny it would be if Sesame Street did a song about how you don't need friends. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, there's another petition for us. How many petitions oh, do we have now? We've got the man. Fraggle Rock movie petition, the petition to get Frogfan76 on this Muppet series, the oh, petition to get Sam Eagle and Janice together, and now the petition for a song on Sesame Street about how you don't need friends. You know, I was just listening to a really good Disney podcast talking about how useless online petitions are, and I couldn't have agreed more. I was cheering along with them as they were talking about all this stuff. But yes, we fans just love petitions, don't we? Yes, we do. Well, we need to oh, at least gosh. feel like we're doing something important, even if I we're not. I suppose. We can't just watch and enjoy and... It's about functional illusions, Steve. We live in a culture entirely constructed of functional illusions. Oh, yes. It's called Facebook, right? <sighs> okay. She would like to be asked to join. Not that she'd ever go. Kermit convinces a few staff members to extend a courtesy invitation. Surprise, surprise. Piggy declares that she'd love to join the crew for happy hour. Surprise, surprise again. Miss Piggy turns out to be the life of the party once her old friend Ed Helms shows up. Well, is that really true? I don't think Piggy turns out to be the life of the party. Yeah, no. The, it turns into a party because Ed Helms shows up. Because Piggy was kind of a nuisance before he That's came into true. the picture. That's true. Yeah, she wasn't... Uh, she. I think I, Kim got that one wrong a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kim, we have to deduct one point. Yes. No, we have to give you one sin. We're going to do this like cinema sins now. Oh, okay. All right. So that's... I think that's a couple sins now. I feel like she got something else wrong before, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, I'm sure there was plenty. Yeah, probably. But yes, Miss Piggy really gave us an interesting scene in the bar when she was explaining all this stuff that to her is just normal life, as if it would be interesting for anyone else to hear, in spite of the fact that it wasn't relatable to any of the crew. And it was nice because while it was a scene in which Miss Piggy was trying to get along with the Muppets for a change, we get to see very clearly why that doesn't work. Why that can't work. Because Miss Piggy just thinks in a totally different way and lives in a totally different world in her head and just can't 
connect with anyone else in the Muppet family. Well, she lives a totally different life in her head, but she also lives a totally different life for real than the rest of the Muppets. I mean, she's talking about her landscaping crew and how she always takes a helicopter to wherever it was she was talking about going. I mean, just living a life of luxury and privilege that the rest of the crew, you know, because they're not the host of a late night show, don't make the money to live the lifestyle to even be able to relate to anything that she was talking about, right? Well, what I'm just wondering is how she has so much more money than everyone else. I don't because know. Because she wasn't getting paid much when she was working on The Muppet Show. Nobody was. Certainly. There no. was no money for the characters on the original Muppet Show in the 70s. Maybe they made a bit of money from the movies, but even then I feel like The Muppets somehow got cheated and it all went mm-hmm. to some guys named Steve and Eric and Dave. So <laughs> I I don't know how she ended up with that much more unless in the world of The Muppets on ABC or The Muppets period as we like to call it, Mm-hmm. Their show, Late Night with Miss Piggy, has been on for a long time. I mean, if, yeah, it's... if it's been on long enough, and we have no context for how long it's been on, we just have no, no we, idea. We are given no, but, and I kind of like that. We could be in. I mean, episode one may have been about the second or third episode of the of of Late Night with Miss Piggy, or might have been about the forty third episode. We don't know. Right. I I kind of get the feeling that they want us. To be more on the page of it's the 43rd episode. Yeah, more like that. More more yeah. like 30 Rock, really, kind of jumping in mid-season. Have you started watching that show yet? Nope, I have not. The number of similarities between that show and this one just seems like it's growing all the time. Really? Maybe I, maybe I do need to uh, check it out. You know, it's pretty Muppety humor Amongst all the free time that I've got. Extent. But I, I do, everyone has said that, oh yeah, that show is really Muppety. You'd really dig it. And I'm sure I would. I just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. Well, there are some good Muppet out, references yeah. throughout the series, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention, and well, you don't have to pay that much attention. It's pretty obvious when there's a random blue Muppet performed by Peter Linz in a, in a scene that I can't really describe accurately because there's like a... a you just have to see it. Too weird. Okay. Too weird for me to describe. It's like gotcha. a kid show, but it's a movie about a serial killer at the same time and there are all these advertisements for all these different products in it at the same time wow okay yeah weird episode anyway yeah everyone is having a great time at the bar well everyone but sam he's silently stewing over over the all the flirting (laughs) oh just loving all of that yeah He's silently stewing over the all of the flirting. As as poorly as that's written, I don't care. I still, I loved everything about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Eagle in the bar was really great. Of course, we've all seen the bit when Uncle Deadly pulls his chin up or the bottom of his beak or his mouth, whatever you call it. Oh, when she was singing um, Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Yeah. His Sam and Janice. Really? I know. I can't believe this. Anyway, Statler has teeth, apparently, as we learned from Pepe. Oh, that was funny. Where have his teeth been? Why haven't I seen them? Well, they're Muppets. They don't really have prominent teeth. We never see them eating. We barely see them drinking. I wonder where their teeth go when they're not eating. I don't know. I guess these are things we'll never know. I guess uh, not. Like who perform- and I'm, I'm okay not knowing, quite honestly. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I Like I said before, I loved seeing Waldorf wear the t-shirt. I thought that was fun. 
because uh, I didn't catch that first viewing. I only caught it second viewing. Um, and then when Statler and Fozzie are in the hospital. Now, wait, I'm, I'm going to preempt you for just one thing. Okay. Because something just occurred to me. Yeah. Um, and maybe it occurred to you, too, but we haven't really talked about it yet. The, Fozzie was shooting T-shirts out of a T-shirt gun. Mm-hmm. He was shooting more than one T-shirt. More than one T-shirt with an uplate with Miss Piggy logo exists in the world. I wonder how many of those T-shirts exist and how easily one might get a hold of one of them. Because I don't know about you, but I would be very interested See, in... See, you shouldn't have said that, because now I'm not going to be able to sleep at night until I work out a way that I can get myself an up late with Miss Piggy t-shirt. Uh-huh. Let, let's talk to Ryan Dozier about that. Yes, let's talk to Ryan Dozier about that. I'm sure he can hook us up. Yeah. But uh, with the Statler in the hospital scene, which I really did enjoy... Oh, yes. It, that was, was another one of those like, oh, we're doing this. Oh, yeah, this is going to be fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The best line in that scene, which will probably end up being my favorite quote from the whole episode, is when he goes, oh, it hurts to laugh. Well, I guess I'm safe with you in the room. That was good. That was very good. But then when he talked about when you knock me arse over tea kettle, that's when I lost it. <laughs> yeah, that one surprised me like oh a muppet just said arse over tea kettle and if any of the muppets were gonna say that, that he's the one to say it exactly That's Statler, so not even perfect. not even waldorf could have said that and made it work no, only Statler no. could say that and pull it off absolutely well what he said about waldorf being afraid of hospitals <laughs> oh yeah that was such a great story so clever yeah. and it, we even had the little moment of like you're the only one who came and i thought okay this is good I liked it. Don't dwell on it, but oh, It almost became a touching moment of bonding between Fozzie and Statler, which is right, something we haven't seen much. Well, we have that little kind of symbiotic relationship between, I mean, I think the hecklers need something to heckle, mm-hmm. and I don't think Fozzie is complete without someone heckling him. And they sort of kind of alluded to that when he was trying to do his warm-up, and then he just kind of lost it and got all pessimistic yeah. and philosophical. And he was waiting like, for someone to heckle him. And then he, he <laughs> because no one was there to stop him, spiraling down into depression, he ends with, tomorrow is promised to no one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that may have had something to do with not just the fact that there wasn't anyone heckling him, but the fact that he probably felt really, really guilty about what he did to Statler and was hoping that Statler was going to live through it. Because well, of course, yeah. Statler... He did get knocked over pretty hard. His head went flying over his seat. And so at that age, at the age of infinite, he could have died. Yes. He really could have. He should have died. Yes, he should have. But I'm glad he didn't. Let's kill Statler. Let's kill St- another online petition. <laughs> I need some sort of music for a, a cue that it's another online petition. Let me see what I've got here. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Another online petition. That's good. Yeah, keep that. Aren't kazoo's the best? Oh, yeah, they really are. So this episode only has one guest star. That's kind of new for this series, isn't it? Yes, because we've averaged about three per episode so far, and I think we only needed one this time around. Yeah. One, because we weren't really in the TV studio much at all. Yeah. I don't think... Uh, that we ever saw any of the actual show of Up Late in this episode. 
correct me if I'm wrong there. I can't think of anything. Okay. So we didn't have a, a human guest star to uh, contend with. We, uh, yeah, it, it was just Ed Helms was about all you needed this time around. Yeah. Anyway, back to the summary, the episode synopsis, I should say. As for the rest of the crew, they are rocking the night away with a solid mix of karaoke numbers. The Swedish chef, sans his hat, is especially entertaining. What do we think of the How Swedish chef rapping? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, what do we think of the Swedish chef without his hat? I don't think we've seen him many times, if at all, without his hat. No, 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 no. It, it seems no. pretty. For some reason, I feel like we've seen him without his hat a few times. I'm, if I, only because I really his, think we may have, but it's it's very rare. If only because his hat got blown off his head a couple of times from the dishes he was cooking. Oh yeah, okay, that's true. Um, you so know, to me, it, did, it didn't weird doing, me out much. Okay. And and I guess not me either. It, it kind of made him look more like a regular guy, you know. Um, we still know who he is because, well, that mustache and all that. But it was it was all right seeing him do Rapper's Delight. I am not the biggest fan of Muppets doing that song, anyways. Kermit's done it before, and I thought it didn't really work. I think it was it was funny for a couple reasons of the Swedish Chef. Uh, one because he's doing it in that uh, mock Swedish language, but. Also, because they set up the joke really well, where he was just absolutely statue stiff at the beginning of the song, where you thought, okay, what's he going to do with a song like this? And then he breaks out and he gets real loose with it. And I thought that was really funny. So I'm glad they didn't show a whole lot of that. It was actually a nice display of puppetry because, you know, it's two performers that uh, have to perform the chef one of them is in the head and then there's two live hands so there is a lot of coordination to be able to do not really a dance number but a very lively number like that with the chef where he's not just stationary you know breaking eggs and throwing meatballs around and doing all that stuff Hmm. yeah i really 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 liked the love shack number yes that was great well first of all love shack is just a fun song to do karaoke to because it's so over the top Yep, yep. Hey, let's sing it right now. Except I don't have a karaoke track, so that wouldn't go yeah, very well. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to do that. But I go go ahead with what you like, because I think what you liked was also what I liked, but I'm I want to hear I'm assuming we both really enjoyed seeing Pepe in that one, because yes. he was so out of it. His eyes were oh, so man. heavy, and Bill's got him doing... Bill had him singing off-key, and just falling onto the bike stand practically he was just, just yeah. so done i mean i and guess he, it made it look like it was very early in the night and he was already pretty toasted well prawns have very little livers i would think right yeah not a whole lot of body mass so probably a very low tolerance i would imagine uh, rizzo was having a great time so maybe i i don't know what the difference is there but well, I, would, I think that was also the first time that it you saw the camera go from the character singing on stage to everybody take it. And it pans out to the Muppets and they're all singing along like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what we're going to do. This is going to be great. Because you got to just that. That's when I figured out that, oh, we just get to watch the Muppets have fun now. Yeah. And then when they did Don't Stop Believing, Ed Helms. Was, oh man! He really cracked me up when he was all like, "I don't have the exact quote written down here," but when he said something about, uh, 
Okay, I don't know if you guys have ever considered whether or not we should keep believing, but, oh, and then man. goes right into screaming, <laughs> don't stop believing great. it, everyone singing it. Again, one of those other songs that's sort of obligatory for karaoke. That, and we got to see uh, one of my favorite things about Ed Helms is his falsetto range. So he goes up into the uh, stratosphere with a couple notes there. Um, he got to be exactly who he is, you know, that kind of goofy um just weird comedic kind of character so that was great um bunsen and beaker let's talk about (laughs) bunsen and beaker what do you have to say about bunsen and beaker that this was an episode where like every next thing i saw became my favorite thing about the episode (laughs) and when i saw that it was like oh Oh my God. Oh, now we're doing this. Oh, this is just getting better and better. Oh, go. And when Beaker took it over from Bunsen, and of course, Beaker singing that is going to be a grand slam. Uh, That was just so well done. Yeah. Is Beaker really wearing Bunsen's ring? You know, that's, that's, that's away from work. I don't think we really need to talk about anything that happens away from that. No, we, you know, if it doesn't happen at work, it's not, we don't have to talk about it. Well, they still hang out together at work. And I mean, if, if Beaker's wearing Bunsen's ring, he's still wearing it at work. So I say that counts as something that is worth talking about or even worth getting an online petition about. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you have to say about this? Because you, you clearly have some comments here. No, I'm done with Bunsen and Beaker. Oh, okay. All right. I thought they were you know, kind of interesting. Not my favorite karaoke song of the night, I don't think, but I I enjoyed it. Uh, Sam's rendition of Wind Beneath My Wings. What do we think of that? Oh, man. (laughs) Again, what I saw, because now he's all sad, right? Because Janice is talking to Ed Helms, and Janice is looking at her phone while Sam is up there singing. Mm -hmm. And it's like a, he's like a spurned eighth grader standing up there just mumbling out the words, did you ever know that you're my hero? Looking down, kind of rocking back and forth. Now I'm you never going to be able the to fact listen. That, the fact that he's up there to begin with is funny. But then, of course, of course, we get to the real reason he's singing the song, the real comedic reason. I can fly higher than an eagle. And he raises his hand. <laughs> oh my god i mean you couldn't I, you couldn't have picked better songs for everyone that they used it's just oh, this is what i wanted the show to be this is so good and now we have it so uh what else was in my notes what else is in my notes so piggy finally is getting along with the crew now that they're doing the karaoke thing and her interaction with scooter in this episode was a lot of fun Uh, It was a lot of fun. Partly because, well, Scooter's lines in this show are really, really great because he's being written in a way that's different from the way he was written in the 1970s. But Mm -hmm. on the whole, I still really like it. It's still very Scooter-ish, yes. In a way, yes. Well, when he's he's being done as a wimp. It's new Scooter. You think he's, he's being done as a wimp? Yeah, I think he's largely being... Well, because he was sitting alone clapping in his apartment at a video of dogs and i mean (laughs) has have any of us looked i haven't but has anyone looked to see if there is an honest to goodness video of uh christina applegate swimming with with puppies i mean i I would figure that 
hey, they've gone this far trying to market the show and doing all these viral things. Maybe they actually made something. I don't know. Or of Miss Piggy. It. Okay. Or of Miss Piggy, uh, you know, being snippy with waiters. Because that was the, the one that Scooter found 10 of those when he was looking for Christina Applegate last week. Hmm. Let's see here. Christina Applegate swimming with puppies. All that's coming up are uh, stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff about the episode of the Muppets. I don't think this video actually exists. Okay. Oh, well. That stinks. That's a thing that should exist. Steve, I agree. you keep doing this. You keep making me what? think of stuff that I want to exist that doesn't. Like my Yeah, but we got a lot of stuff that a lot of good stuff that exists in this episode though, right? Right. Well, I especially loved Scooter's line um uh good grief, you're right. <gasps> Listen to me. I'm swearing like a sailor as if oh, good grief that was is so swearing. Good. Yes. He's so he he's still very innocent, right? Yeah, so now we know what swearing is for Statler. And we know what swearing is for Scooter. There's a lot of swearing in this episode, isn't there? Of different kinds. I think there kind of is. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything it's else. It's a bit of a these... salty episode. Yeah. Anything else in the story synopsis that's of interest to us? I tell you. Well, that... uh, after this conversation, I mean, this is an important conversation for the story between Piggy and Scooter because she gives them permission to do what? Is this a quiz? No, it's called a lead-in. Oh. Miss Piggy convinces Scooter that everyone should keep partying even though they all have work the next day. The following morning, Kermit discovers that he's the only bright-eyed member of the staff ready to prep for the show. Everyone else is out of it. So, And I think this is important. I think this is really important because she, Piggy wants to be part of the group. All right? Say whatever she wants to say. She want, She feels that separation. You know, she... It's kind of that double-edged sword with Piggy where she wants to feel like she's better than everyone else, but she wants to have friends and be included because she doesn't feel like she's as good as everyone else. So, In other words, she's a teenager. Right. She is also a teenager, just like Sam Eagle. So she's, she's kind of inviting the crew to become a little bit more like her, saying, well, just do what I do. Come in late. So she's giving them permission to be a little bit more like her so that she can feel like she's a little bit more like them. That is a very good point. Very Boy, we have great insights into Piggy, don't we? We do. Wow, we're really good at this. We know Miss Piggy better than anyone else except Frank Oz. I would agree with that statement, actually. Pretty soon we're going to give Frank a run for his money. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. I love how Yolanda takes an eighth of an Advil. Yes. How do you do oh, that? that was how do you cut so it up great. so precisely? But you get it because, <laughs> you know, prawns have tiny. small livers and rats are just teeny. So I'm guessing that Rizzo didn't drink last night then because if Yolanda's messed up and Pepe is still messed up by the time they get to that production meeting, <laughs> um, I mean, Pepe is still head and shoulders. Way more arse over tea kettle still than anyone else in that production meeting. <laughs> well, it was still disorienting seeing Scooter without his glasses. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, because... That was really weird. It's mildly terrifying because... 
it would have been better just to see him with no eyes because obviously his eyes are built in his glasses. I'd rather see him just with nothing there instead of just the little little beads that they you know put on his uh, on his face there. Well, what I'd have done because there are a lot of shots in which we've kind of seen behind his glasses a little bit from different angles. Of course. So what I'd have done is gone with the, uh, well, I think the Muppet Mo- Whatnot Workshop had these eyes. In fact, I can see them from here, from a picture on my wall of the workshop, uh, that were just the pupils. It was just the little black dots. That would have also made a little more sense. Yeah, that would have made they, a little they, more sense. They made this to look eerie, right? They, they wanted it to look a little scary. Yeah, I think they wanted it to be really off-putting and feel yeah, not yeah. the way things should be. Just yeah. to bother Frog Fan seventy six. Oh, clearly, yeah. So much of this show is t- is custom tailored to uh, getting a reaction from Frog Fan seventy six. I think not surprising. Not surprising. No, no. I mean, he is, after all. Let's face it, the Muppet Pope. This um, is true. Well, soon to you be know, the next president. Yes, he is running for Muppet president, and I don't know um, who's running against him. A uh, a, a prolific recording artist. On my own label, I should say. A recordering um, artist, more A recordering artist, yes. Is that album so, coming out this fall? Because he said it was coming out this fall, and we're running out of fall. Uh, well, it's it's in the works right now. We're still doing the final masters, uh, but... Um, Who did you get we, to produce? Sh- uh, well, I, um, I, I really don't want to say. Uh, I don't want to ruin anyone's career. Oh, please, so, please um, tell me. No, but uh, but it, it should be in iTunes uh, very soon, I think. And we may even do a limited release vinyl pressing. So you know, just keep oh. an eye. Yes. Very I mean, nice. vinyl as in like siding, you know, on the side of a house or something. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but makes uh, sense. no, it, it's good. It's good. It's coming along really well. Kermit is furious when Piggy invites everyone to another night out on the town with Usher. That can't happen. Kermit comes up with a plan. He lets Piggy know that she's a little too special to hang out with the crew. She's the type of star that must be admired from a distance. Piggy couldn't agree more. She lets the staff know that they can no longer party together. Chalk one up for Master Manipulator, Kermit the Frog. And, okay, let's talk about Kermit and Piggy in this episode because, well, number one, we didn't see Denise again. And number two, I'm not sure we're going to see Denise a whole lot more because I think now what I'm seeing is the beginnings of Kermit... Well, he sort of forgot why he broke up with Piggy. I think we're starting to see him, um, as many codependents do, going back to a dysfunctional relationship. Because a lot of the the musings we saw from Kermit saying, yeah, Piggy's really the best at that. Boy, she's she's really the best, isn't she? And Steve Whitmire's facial expressions that he gives Kermit are now so good and so subtle to be incredibly expressive that you can almost kind of see what Kermit's thinking as he says things. I'm really starting to see some shadows of, oh, maybe he's thinking about just how great she is. And well, we might see some cross promotional synergy with uh, Kermit and Piggy again. Since when does Miss Piggy go to those cross promotion meetings? Ah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And we're going to talk more about the Muppets when we come back right after the break. We're here in this abandoned warehouse talking to someone who didn't use Flipper Media to produce their podcast. Sir, what do you have to say? 
Let me out of here. Flipper Media, online media production and consulting. To jumpstart your projects, go to flipper.media. Say, have you heard of MuppetHub.com? No, I have not. What is that? Muppet Hub is where the Muppetational comes together. It's your source for great videos, articles, quizzes, trivia, and clip art, all about Jim Henson and the Muppets. It's also the home of 11 Point Collar, a Muppet Fan podcast. This podcast. I have to go to the bathroom now. What? In the middle of the promo? Fine, I'll finish the promo without you. This podcast has trivia, history, music, humor, and all of the things you love in a Muppet podcast. It's also had great guests, including Brian J. Jones, Frogfan76, Noel McNeil, Andrew James Spooner, the directors of I Am Big Bird, Peter Linz, and most of all, Ryan Dozier. Visit us at MuppetHub.com today. You'll be glad you did. Now it's time for a new segment we're calling Phone a Friend, in which we talk to one of you, our listeners, to find out what other Muppet fans think of the new Muppet Show. Joining us all the way from Bergen, Norway, is listener John Edward Genius. Hello, John, and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you very much, J.D. So, to start off, can you tell us briefly how you became a Muppet fan? Well, uh, sure. Uh, Since I'm not uh, an American, I have uh, quite a different story with Muppets as opposed to... uh Many of the listeners, I'm pre- I'm presuming, uh, I've I've always known about the Muppets because you know they were on TV when my parents were a child. I didn't really watch them myself until recently. Uh, a few years ago, I watched the Muppets movie, which, or not the Muppets movie, the Muppets the movie. The, I know these titles. titles are so confusing, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, because now it, first it was the Muppet movie a long time ago, and was a few years ago the Muppets the movie, and now it's the Muppets the TV show. I don't understand any of it. Terribly no. confusing. Yeah. So, uh, great, uh, <laughs> great, great plan from their producers. So, yeah, I watched the Muppet movie. Nope. The Muppets, the movie. <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, I, f- I fell in love with it. I loved uh, the, the puppetry. I loved the music. And uh, I just thought everything about it, it was great. So, um, I watched uh, the Muppets Most Wanted when that came out. And I've been steadily trying to, you know, watch some of the older shows. I've just got, actually, the first season on DVD I just got in the mail. And I've been watching stuff on YouTube, some clips, and I've also watched the first movie. That's awesome. Great. So, what have you thought of the new series on TV as a whole so far? Uh, you know, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been up, ups and downs, as you've, as you've already said on the podcast, but uh, overall, overall, it's been fun. Um the one thing I'm not so sure of is that sometimes I feel like it, it goes a little bit across uh, over the line when it comes to uh, adult humor, but, you know, that's the purpose of the show, sort of. So, uh, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. Great. Now, this episode started off with a conflict between Fozzie and Statler, and we really get a new way to look at their dynamic in this one. So what did you think of Fozzie, Statler, Waldorf, and their whole storyline? Well, actually, when I first watched it, watched it, and I saw that oh, they're they're having a storyline. I thought it was pretty good because you know it's not the most usual character pairing, and uh, Statler and Waldorf usually just sit and complain, but now they're you know a, an actual uh, part of the cast instead of uh, an audience member. So I thought it began pretty brilliant, but then as you know the show progressed uh, and it, you know, I liked the part when with Fozzie and Statler at the hospital. I thought that was kind of good. But I'm not so sure about how they ended it with just, you know, Stadler being Stadler again. You know, because it's funny, but I think perhaps they went a little too far with him being a little too mean. Yeah, I can see that. That's fair. 
Did you enjoy seeing Piggy interacting with the rest of the Muppets in a way she's never really done before, or did that seem too out of character for you? Well, that I actually really enjoyed, because, you know, uh, it's seeing... Uh, I thought this was, in general, a more low-key episode where, you know, the Muppets were more calm and just talking and stuff, as opposed to the other episodes where something big happened. This time it was just, you know, the Muppets being with their friends. And I thought that was really interesting, and it also was really interesting to explore the dynamic between uh, Piggy and the rest of the Muppets. And, you know, seeing... It seemed kind of like just people because you know there's always someone in a gang that you don't want to be with that you think's too different or you know too, too sassy or too moi as some may say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was a great way to you know show Piggy from not a different side but from a nor- more normal perspective. You know, not in a movie or on the show, just hanging out at a bar with friends. Yeah. Did you like Ed Helms as a guest star? Do you think that was pretty cool? Uh, I've been pretty so-so on the guest stars in general. I thought, you know, the one in the last episode was okay, but this one, I, I couldn't, you know, I've, see, I've seen him on TV before, but I, I didn't find him very funny. Hmm. Uh, he, he was just the guy that was there, I think. I, I, didn't, I, th- I didn't think it, it helped that he was a celebrity. Well, yeah, to, to some extent, it did seem like the point was to just have a famous person be there to fill the role of the famous person just to yeah. serve a function in the story. So his performance on the whole was not particularly funny. However, when he was doing Don't Stop Believing, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was hilarious. But I, I was thinking, you know, when you see that it's hilarious, but that would have been, I, I think, just as hilarious with a Muppet or another human being, I think. I think that's the problem. They didn't use him as a good celebrity. They just used him as a character. I think that's kind of the problem. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I can see what you mean. Did any of the performances from the karaoke scene stand out to you as particularly fun? Uh, I know Steve was kind of dreading it last week, but I really loved uh, the, the Swedish chef rapping. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. Not sure yeah. why they cut away from it and then cut back to it. I guess he was rapping multiple times throughout the evening, but... Yeah, fun. I was wondering about the same thing, because they like... They cut from performance to performance, and then they came back on again. But, you know, some people do that. They just come up and sing the same song over and over, so I guess... uh... And the second time, everyone enjoyed it more. Yeah, it seems so. I guess because they'd had more to drink. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Did you have a favorite scene or favorite moment from this episode? Yeah, Chef being an elevator. Yes. (laughs) That (laughs) was uh a big laugh for me. And for yeah. uh, and for my family watching it with me. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to add on this episode? Nah, not much, I think. I think I got to say what I needed to say. And thank you for le- letting me be on the podcast. Oh, yeah, great. Thank you for joining us for this week's Phone a Friend. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, say hi to uh, the Muppets for me, cause since you're at the tavern. Ah, yes, will do. Dun, 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 dun. Uh-oh, do you know what that sound means? Steve, don't leave me hanging. Do you know what that oh. sound means? Uh, no. What does that sound mean, JD? Why don't you know? It was in the script. Anyway, anyway, that <sighs> means it's time for Devil's Advocate. And this okay. is the part when we're going to defend the Muppets against the claims that what they are doing is too naughty. So, what I have heard some people say is that it doesn't make sense for the Muppets to be focused on any romantic or 
somewhat sort of kind of almost sexual relationships because when Sesame Workshop was getting a lot of people, they, they had a lot of people saying that Ernie and Bert were a gay couple. And what they said is, these Muppets are puppets, they don't exist below the waist, so they don't really have, well, sex. It just can't happen. It can't work. Mm. And so now what people are saying is when we when they look at clearly the these people have not seen Avenue Q. Yeah. You know, honestly, I still haven't gotten around to seeing it myself, but I'm really hopeful oh, that I'm going to so see it really good. soon. OK, good. Within good. the next year. To. Yeah, I think yeah. I will see it probably within the next six months or so. I think I'm going to get around to seeing it somewhere. All right. I really want to see it. But so. What the idea that people are getting is that when they look at this series and they see things like people um, uh, cross-promoting, mm-hmm. they get very confused and they're taken aback because they're like, why why is sex a thing in the Muppet world? How could that even work? Um, so what do we think about this, Steve? Do we think that it's do we think that it's odd having the Muppets thinking about anything ro- reasonably at least romantic? I mean, for for me, no. I mean, it's the Muppets are all about relationships between characters, whether those are comedic relationships, interpersonal relationships, dating relationships. uh, I mean, whatever it is, you know, Kermit has all I mean, uh, Piggy has always pursued Kermit. But I mean, yes, clearly there's nothing there below the waist except a bunch of wrists. But it doesn't matter because we still sense the, the same things. We still identify with things with the Muppets that we see in ourselves. So regardless of whether or not something could happen in real life, uh, for me, that's all secondary. It's uh, there are. Okay. So you and I can talk at length in varying degrees of seriousness about Miss Piggy Mm -hmm. and her personality and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I can also, you know, not be too concerned about the actual physical complexities of Muppet interspecies relationships. Let's never so, think about that. Let's, in fact, never think about that. And, and that's why I don't think about it. Some, I, I have seen, you know, articles, blogs, all that kind of stuff uh, come through Google every day with, with people commenting upon this. But I personally don't feel the need to think or comment really much about it at, at all. So do we think that Sesame Workshop is wrong in saying that the Muppets don't exist below the waist because while the puppets in most cases may not, the characters, the characters do. Well, I don't think for children they need to. I mean, clearly we don't need to think about Bert and Ernie in the same context that we think about um, as far as having developed adult-like personalities in the same way that we are now looking at Fozzie and Kermit and Piggy and Pepe and all those guys. Um, They don't have the same... Uh, psychological intentions. You know, the Muppets are a lot simpler characters, so we can think about them in much simpler terms. Um, And by the way, no, Bert and Ernie aren't gay the same way that Cookie Monster never became Veggie Monster. What? And Walt Disney's head isn't frozen underneath Disney World. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on the third one, but I think it's time that we move on to the favorites segment. This is when we give, well, just that, our favorites, our favorite story arcs, favorite scenes, favorite lines. This is going to be hard. It is. So what do you think was your favorite story arc from this episode of The Muppets on ABC? Well, this is another thing. There weren't that many different story arcs. There were not. Uh, um, It was all just sort of one thing. So... 
Well, not necessarily, because you had one plot that was pretty focused on on Miss Piggy and Kermit and the rest of the Muppets trying to fit into the bar. But that was mostly a Miss Piggy story. Yeah, that's true. Then you had the yeah. one little story about Sam Eagle and his crush on Janice. Then you had the one story about Fozzie and Statler. And then you had the one little story arc about Kim. You know, <laughs> as good as the Kim one was... Just did you miss that last it, one? Because you only watched it a couple times this time instead of your usual five. Week, no. Did Did I tell you where I was this week? Why I couldn't watch this a whole lot of times? Did, uh, did yeah. I tell you where I was Tuesday night? Okay. You know, so, I did. I did happen to hear about that. You son of a dunderheaded lummox. That's right. Yes, I was twenty yards away from Paul McCartney all night. Yeah. Um, good for you. It, I'm not oh, jealous. Oh gosh, it was just a life changing experience. You have Anyways. any tips for getting a fork out of your leg? <laughs> um. No, I don't actually. Okay. Uh, just because it was different than the main storyline, I guess I will go with the Fozzie and Statler storyline because of because it it kind of took you on a couple different turns. It kind of took you on the roller coaster that maybe you thought you were getting serious, and then it turns out. Well, then of course there's the sucker sign. Sucker, which I, I loved that. And Fozzie, no, uh-huh. yeah. So I'll go with that one. Okay, I'm going to go with the Miss Piggy plot because that's what gave us all the fun karaoke scenes in the bar. That's great. Oh, wait, I want to change mine because I, I, I like, as much as I like the Statler and Fozzie thing, and that was great. Um, the Kim plot favorite, was better. The, the Kim plot was better, but I'm still, uh, I'm still not going to pick that one. I think I'm going to pick uh, the production meeting the day after the karaoke where Kermit comes in and slams the folder down and everyone's got a hangover and it's very clear that everyone's got a hangover mm-hmm. everyone oh oh and pepe is still um loaded from the <laughs> night before and he's trying to talk and he hey, you know what it is you know what it is that for me yeah i'm gonna pick that as my favorite little moment okay so that's your favorite scene yes yes favorite story arc is statler and fozzy favorite scene yep. is the morning meeting yeah my favorite scene boy it's really, really hard for me to choose. I think it's going to be... <sighs> this is hard. I like too many scenes in this episode. This is, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll... I mean, guys, please keep making episodes this good, but man, is this hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Favorite scene, favorite scene, favorite scene. I am tempted to go with anything with the Swedish chef, because when he did the elevator bit... Do you remember that? Miss Piggy asked him the question, then he pushes a button oh, with his yes. finger and then lowers himself, and it was just totally awkwardly avoiding it. Uh, that's not really uh, a know, whole scene, but... Was it... And and I've seen that one a couple... Well, the more I watch it, I, I wonder, was that meant to be an elevator, or was he just, like, stunned trying to think of a response, and At first, he just when I couldn't first... think of one, so it just kept sinking? When I, when I first thought of one... Sorry, when I first saw... The episode, yeah, I thought he, I thought he was just stunned and couldn't think of anything and just kept sinking. But then later, it occurred to me it was more like an elevator kind of thing. Okay, but, I'll go back and I'm gonna rewatch that anyways. Yeah, and I'm also tempted to do the little subtle joke with the Swedish chef licking the. I couldn't tell if it was a donut or a potato or what, but he licked one of the items of food in the background, or he seemed That's to put it in funny. his mouth or something, and then put it back while while Fozzie was talking. 
at least the other I, little favorite scene. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I think ahead. I think that's what happened. I'm not entirely positive, but for my favorite scene, since you took the morning meeting, I'll go with the karaoke scene that includes Love Shack. I was going to say Love Shack. I think was really really good because that's the first cutaway that we went from just watching Muppets performing on stage panning out to seeing Sweetums and Lips and the band and everyone there and mm-hmm. they're singing along and that's the first moment where we get to see that oh this is what it's going to be everyone's going to be in the party do you have a Fred Schneider impression do you can you do that I uh, cannot no you know it's a shame that I'm too thirsty right now because I generally can actually do that reasonably well that was oh, something wow. my friends at college would ask me to do that. They'd, they'd say, mm. do the B-52's voice. But for the most part, they were asking me to do the Kermit the Frog voice, obviously. Mm, yes, yes. So I think I know, I think I know that's going to be my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. For my favorite line of dialogue, I am torn between a few. But honestly, I got to go with that. Uh, I got to go with that scooter line. Good grief. You're right. Listen to me. I'm swearing like a sailor. I just get a kick out of it every time because he's just uh-huh. so well. He and this was coming right after when he was so horrified, so mortified to hear Kermit say "Good grief" ten times in a row. Yeah, that was really, really good. Because um, that's also how Kermit swears. Yes, yes, it is. Very um, Jim Henson like. But what was your favorite line? I think it's when Sam, uh, when, when Janice first says hi to sam and he's just love struck and his talking head is that that either means one of two things one it just means hi sam or two it means i've loved you forever (laughs) yeah that was i mean this is so out of character for everything that sam eagle is and it's so funny yeah well there's a difference between that which entirely contradicts everything we know about the character and that which just makes it more puzzling like yes. if we saw sam eagle dissing america then it would just be well that that's not sam sense. eagle that's not right but when we see sam eagle torn between oh my gosh i just noticed the seams of the wig on the miss piggy puppet on a poster that I'm looking at right now. That's weird. Anyway, sorry, I get easily distracted. I have ADD, but... That's fine. But where was I going with that? Rats. Oh, yeah, I think it's fine to have Sam Eagle be torn by his will for rock and roll to not be a thing that exists so we can just have goodness and order and purity and everything traditional and his crush on Janice. I like having that conflict within him. It makes it really, really funny. Yes. Yes, it does. And I think that brings us to a toast and a roast. Oh, boy. This is going to be another tough one. It is Um, another tough one. So I'm making you start. Oh, that's fine. I'm going to toast Ed Helms for making what would, would have been a fun night out anyways into just a raucous, awesome Muppet party. Um. And for delivering one of the other better lines of the evening in uh, when he was talking to Miss Piggy and Scooter saying, I don't know whether it's occurred to either one of you whether or not you should stop believing and then goes back into the song. That was great. 
Um, well, to some extent, and I, I talked about this a little bit with John during the Phone a Friend segment. I'm so happy that we have that segment now, but I um, wish you could have been there for that call, Steve. Were you in the bathroom at the mm, time? Mm, mm. Uh, no, I just, I can't take part in conversations with imaginary friends, so I wasn't This wasn't available. an imaginary friend, Steve. This okay, is a real person right. who we'll say, lives in okay. a real place. Have you of looked course up, it was, have JD. You, have you looked up Bergen, Norway? You know, you can talk about a place called Norway all you want, JD, but uh doesn't mean it really exists. That's just an inter- internet rumor. Like there's a place called Turkey. That's right. See? Thank you. Um, I oh, think... uh, what I was talking about earlier during the Phone of Redden segment is that, oh, yes, to a large yes. extent, Ed Helms is serving the function of being the celebrity in that scene. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so, and he had good lines in it, but, and I think he performed them well, but I think there were just so many different other celebrities who could have filled that role and performed those lines well as well. You know, uh, maybe so, but I think with the music, because I I also kind of associate Ed Helms with music because he's kind of a singer and he plays some instruments, and we all saw him do those kinds of things in the office. Um, oh, you work with the character. guy? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. So I I just well, I was talking about this with him earlier today at lunch, um, and he uh, he. You, you could throw one of several celebrities into the mix in that kind of episode, but I think Ed Helms was a really, really perfect addition to this one. Um, and as far as anyone to roast from an episode like this, wow, that's hard because everyone was so good and so on their game that I think if I'm going to roast anyone, it's going to be Andy and Randy Pig because we have seen them prominently on camera several times they haven't just been in the background there's been like close-ups of andy and randy and neither one of them have a spoken a word or b bungled anything yet they seem to be uncharacteristically competent and i have a problem with that i know what you mean i personally don't have a strong need to have andy and randy in my life but if you do all right hey you do you live your truth we have also not seen seymour the elephant might I add. We have also not seen Tamanella Grinderfall. We have we also have not, not seen, seen Spamella. Tam- we have not. Well, we kind of did. No, that doesn't count. Away. Oh, okay. All right. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Just the All pitch right. reel. For my roast, I am stumped. I don't know who to roast. I just don't know who. Here's, who, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to roast Statler, not because I didn't love his scenes, but because he was a jerk to Fozzie. Okay. He All was right. a, even though he, he was, I mean he's supposed to be a jerk, but yes, yeah. he was a jerk. So well, I totally mean, but, will give that to you. But when Fozzie was just trying to do nice things for him, he got called a sucker on multiple occasions. And not even in you person, know who you could just roast? with a sign. You know who you could also roast? Who? The bald guy with a beard who's been in the background of many, many scenes in this show. And I don't know who he is. Yeah, I was but thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. he wears dark glasses, and he has a dark-colored beard and a shaved head, and he's everywhere in that show. Fine. I ro- is he? I roast bald guy. Where did he come from? And does he love her back? <laughs> well done, Steve. Thank you. Bringing out one of the best moments from the third episode. Thank you very much. Well done. So who do I toast? Who do I toast? Hmm... Hmm. 
I'm going to toast Sam Eagle for having the courage. Good choice. For having the courage to look the documentary crew in the eye, or at least the camera in the eye, and confess on camera that he at the very least suspected that Janice loved him. Oh, man. He was reasonably open about that when you'd think he'd be a lot more shy about it on camera. Just the absolute wonderful immaturity that, oh, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was totally, he, I, and I said it earlier, he, he was totally a middle schooler in this whole episode. I mean, he was a middle school boy who found out that a cute girl, well, that even find out, he just got it in his head that a cute girl had a crush on him. And then he himself was crushed when clearly she wasn't on the same wavelength as he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, now I'm so all sad. Funny. You've made us end this show on a sad note, Steve. I'm J.D. Hansel from MuppetHub.com. I'm Steve Swanson from the Muppet Cast. Well, now that you've done that, I can't help but smile. Darn you, Steve. <laughs> when I want to be happy, you make me mi- you make me miserable. When I want to be miserable, you make me happy. You're like Oscar the Grouch. I am like Oscar the Grouch. And you're the Carol Spinney that's forcing me to have all of these rats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the evil puppeteer behind the scenes. I get that all the time. I'm sure you do, Steve. I'm sure you do. I do. Any closing remarks? Uh, no, this is just uh, uh, anything apart from this was head and shoulders above everything else that they've done so far in this series. I hope we have a lot more episodes that are this much fun for even more different reasons and, and more great character moments that, uh, that we don't even see coming because I didn't see anything coming like this, this whole show, everything around every corner was something new and awesome. And I, I just loved everything that, uh, Everything that they gave, that they gave us. So kudos to everyone on the the writing crew and the, the production and the performers. Everyone did a great job. Keep it up, please. We need more of this. Yes, I totally agree. I would say more, but I have to book it for a film festival in a moment. Ooh, you do that. Yeah, that starts very very soon. So okay. I'm JD Hansel from MuppetHub.com, and you can follow Muppet Hub on Facebook by going to MuppetHub.com/slash. Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at JD11PC. That's JD11PC. That's also our handle on Tumblr. Also, you can follow Let's Talk Muppets specifically and follow along in our live tweets if you go to at New Muppet Show on Twitter. And if you would like to contact me, maybe come on the show yourself for a phone a friend segment, then please shoot me an email, me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. Also, shoot me an email. Shoot me lots and lots of annoying emails at me at MuppetCast.com. Send the oh, stupidest. Stop it because e- send loads and loads. Don't no, I'm do kidding. that. I'm kidding. That's my email address. And I'm Steve Swanson, host of the Muppet Cast. The main website for the Muppet Cast is MuppetCast.com. And my email address, as JD just told you, is me, M-E at MuppetCast.com. The Facebook page for the Muppet Cast is MuppetCast.com slash Facebook. And the iTunes feed, you can subscribe at MuppetCast.com slash iTunes. And the Twitter and Instagram are both at Muppet cast. I just gave you an opportunity to do it, but you're not going to do it. So I'm JD Hansel, as I've already said a million times. Why am I bothering to say that again? I have no idea. Let's just end the show right now. Should be more fun. There you go. There, we got it. You didn't want to say it? I gave you the opportunity.
Uh, so the intro is going to play. We're going to have that bit when I do the, um, uh, I'll have the pre-recorded, more professional sounding, or fake sounding, I should say, intro. That's <laughs> Joining us this week is Steve Swanson from the MuppetCast, and now here's your host, J.D. Hansel. And then I come in saying... Oh, wow, does the management of MuppetHub.com actually do the intro like that? No. Oh, that's too bad. Would you like the snooty management of MuppetHub.com to do this intro? I love the management of MuppetHub.com. All right, fine, fine, fine. It's really one of my favorite things you do. I've done it so rarely, so I'm surprised by that, but all right. Okay, fine. Ah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and we're going to talk more about the Muppets when we come back right after the break. What do you think of that segue? That's good. That was real good right there. Look at you go. Proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, living my truth. Um, so this is where I'm going to edit in. Oh, please the... keep that. What? Oh, please keep that. It'll be in somehow. It'll All be in right. somehow for your sake. When did you take control over what I do and do not keep in the episode, Steve? I made a request. I didn't say you must do anything. Sure, sure. Let's go with that. So what's going to... Sure, let's actually go with that, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I was gonna, let, let, yeah, let's go with that, yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to edit in the phone a friend segment. Okay, cool. And then there's going to be some little music that kind of indicates the segment we're going to go into next. Because at this point, I think we should start wrapping up to some extent and do the last couple yep. of segments. Yeah, cool. Um, so I, I'm going to try to real quick do a devil's advocate segment. Okay. Oh yeah, by the way, I, I was I, I noticed something while I, I just listened to your last podcast and I just uh, noticed something. Uh, you said in the last podcast that no one had said moi yet, but then this time I believe someone did. Yes, yes, there was a lot of moi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think Steve and I are probably going to talk about that. Yeah, cool. I, I thought actually it was pretty funny because I didn't notice this as much with Piggy because, you know, she's done that a lot in the last years, but I lo- noticed it when Beaker did it. She, mm-hmm. He went around going, moi, moi. Yeah, his impression of Miss Piggy was very fun. Yeah. What do you think of the episode, by the way? Um, hmm. Right, well, right now... You're probably going to talk about... I don't know... I don't know if this part that we're recording right now would be edited into the show. It's probably... I think right now we're probably off the record because... Because I'm not sure how I would edit that so it would all fit. Um... So, uh, but on the whole, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one. I thought it was a lot of fun. Oh, I, cool. I, I did think that the ending with Fozzie and Statler was a little bit of a letdown and could have used some better resolution. But on the whole, I liked both of the storylines a lot. Yeah, great. Uh, but you want to just continue from where we left off, or you want to, uh, you know, start over? I'll, or, I'll uh... jump in. I'll jump in with another question here so that we can figure this out. But. Sure. You know, if, if you want, what we just recorded might end up as an outtake or something. Yeah, that's okay with me. All right. 